This is episode 125, Dealing with Stress at Work with Adam. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Welcome back to Over It and On With It, everybody. I'm so excited to have you here. The first thing I want to do is give a shout out to one of the listeners from the show. I was reading reviews the other night and I just moved to tears on some of the comments that have been made. And I want to read this one from Mary. She wrote, I started listening to this podcast because I was going through depression and anxiety after having my daughter. Having a daughter was a fear of mine because of my childhood and adolescence. I didn't think I could raise a daughter. But since listening, I've learned so much about myself and about forgiveness. I hugged my dad after the new year for the first time in 18 years. Thank you, Christine, for the work that you do. Well, thank you, Mary, for sharing that. Thank you for the work that you're doing. You know, I put the information out here. We have this amazing tribe of courageous and vulnerable callers But you, the listener, you all are the ones that implement the work. So if you're having changes in your life and you're having ahas, that means you're open and you're courageous and you're not only listening to this show, but you're integrating it. And I'm so proud of you. And I acknowledge you so deeply for that. And I want to connect with all of you more. Um, Oh, and please, if you love the show, go to iTunes or your podcast app and leave a rating and review. It means a lot to the show. It helps the show's numbers. It also helps when you download the show, when you share the show. So I just love to continue to grow it. And speaking of growth and community, I mentioned last week, and I want to mention it again, that I'm going to be launching a free over it and on with it community, a place for all of us to go and connect beyond just the podcast. I love this podcast, but in many ways, it's one way. I, I put it out there and you all listen to it and I, oftentimes I get Instagram messages and emails and things like that, but I want you all to be able to connect more with each other. I, I hear from so many people who hear a caller who want to be in touch with that caller. So anyway, this is going to be a free community and a way for you to get more interaction with me, more interaction with each other. There are also going to be some group coaching calls that'll be a a pay what you can type of thing. So stay tuned for that. Make sure you're signed up at christinehassler.com so you get my email announcement and I'll announce it on the show as well. Also a reminder, I'm headed to Australia. I'm doing one-on-one intensives or half-day or full-day sessions Also, I'm teaching a workshop for any kind of coach or entrepreneur, February 10th and 11th, on how to become masterful at your business and how to make money at it. Go sign up. It's christinehassler.com slash Australia workshop. It's in Sydney, like I said, February 10th and 11th. All those kinds of things are incredible investments in your business. Don't delay. I have an awesome episode in store for you today, and I really encourage you to listen to the entire call because Adam calls in to ask me how to deal with stress at work, specifically over not getting promotions after multiple attempts, but we dive much deeper as we usually do on this show. And another reason I love this episode is because it's so great to have a man on the show. I love the ladies, and I know so many of you men listen, and I'd love to coach more of you on the air. So men, if you want to be coached on the air, please email assist at christinehasser.com. Tell Sarah, hey, Christine said she wants some men on the show, and she'll put me in touch with you. 
So I was just in LA this past weekend because my very good friend, Chris Harder, asked me to speak at his mastermind for entrepreneurs who are committed to taking their income and impact to the next level. If you don't know Chris, definitely check out his podcast for the love of money. And you may know of his wife, Lori Harder, who will be on this podcast eventually. I've been on her podcast many times. Many of you found me through her. And I'm excited that I'm going to be speaking at her Bliss Project event the first weekend in March. There's still a few tickets left for that. So just Google Lori Harder Bliss Project and the event will come up. We'll also put a link to that in the show notes. When Chris asked me to speak, we talked about how I could best serve the group and what I felt could be my greatest contribution was to support everyone in getting into their hearts before they spent a lot of weekend in their head because it's a business mastermind. I knew they were going to be in their head a lot. Most of us, not just entrepreneurs, spend way too much time in our head. And not our whole head, mostly our left brain logical side. And we don't spend enough time in our right brain and in our body. We allow logic to lead far more than intuition. And we often just push through life, often driven by compensatory strategies, insecurities, or fear, rather than true inspiration and vision. One of the greatest foundations to my success and overall well-being is that I've invested in my personal foundation, my own personal growth before any business investment. Well, I actually consider an investment in me, whether it's time or money, an investment in my business. I slow down. I take time to work my process, have coaches, and make sure I have balance in my life so I'm not burnt out. Busyness is not a badge of honor. So it was such an honor to bring this perspective to kick off this mastermind, and the group was amazing. We did an incredible meditation. Everybody went around and talked about what they wanted to release, what blocks were in their way, what they wanted to receive. They set their intention, and they started to see that they weren't alone. You know, what's so great about vulnerability is you start to realize how connected you are to everybody, and we need that kind of connection. We need to feel not alone. I think a big reason why so many people are stressed out and unhappy at work, like today's caller Adam is because of a lack of connection, you know, not really being connected to ourselves, to others, and to our higher power. So as you're listening to this call, consider, do you feel connected to yourself and others when it comes to your work life, just your life in general? Are you stressed out at work, but not really making any changes? You just keep going through the motions. Are you up for a promotion or are unhappy at work or really want something different, but are scared to talk to your supervisor? Or maybe you just haven't even considered that you could. Are you a play by the rules, don't ruffle any feathers kind of person? And although that keeps you from confrontation and maybe keeps people liking you, can you see how it also may be limiting you? So speaking of work, one of the most important things to do in our business is to get organized, especially when it comes to our money. FreshBooks makes cloud accounting software for creative professionals that's so straightforward to use, you'll save hours every week and have more time to let your creativity flourish. If that's not enough incentive, the FreshBooks platform has been rebuilt from the ground up. They've taken simplicity and speed to an entirely new level and added powerful new features. I can't cover them all, but sending a branded invoice in under 30 seconds and enabling online payments in two clicks are some examples. There's also a new projects feature where you can invite employees or contractors to collaborate and easily share information, files, and updates. If you're listening to this and not using FreshBooks yet, now would be the time to try it because FreshBooks is offering an unrestricted 30-day free trial for all my listeners. No credit card required. All you have to do is go to freshbooks.com slash Christine and enter over it and on with it in the how did you hear about us section. And now on to my coaching call with Adam. Welcome to the show. What's your question? Uh, yes. Um, my question is, how can I deal with stress at work when it comes to getting denied promotions? Well, 
Let's let's dive into that a little deeper. So can you talk a little bit about what you do at work? Uh, yes, I work at a paper company that makes like stamps and sticky paper. Okay. And how long have you been there? About 12 years. Okay. And how many promotions have you gone up for that you haven't gotten? Oh, quite a few, actually. It's probably, I'll say, here recently, it's been about three. About three. And what reason do they give you? Uh, it's either I haven't uh, reached uh, the top tier of my operations where I'm a uh, machine operator. And once I achieve that, um, they put new uh, machinery in to help out with, to, with production and production costs. And um, I haven't learned that yet. And that's the only just piece of machinery I haven't learned. Okay. And what's stopping you from learning that? Um, as of this time, they had me filling in for other people who either are missing or have to be filled in for other um, things going on at the plant. Okay. So it sounds like they are not giving you a lot of opportunity to have time to learn new things. Is that accurate? Yes, yes. I have been recently, I was on a machine for over two years and never went anywhere from there. Okay. All right. So let's, let's take a look at this from a broader perspective. Um, in general, on a scale of one to 10, 10 being very confident, zero being not confident at all. And when I say confidence, let me context it a bit. I don't mean arrogant. I don't mean you think you're the most amazing person in the world. Confidence to me is self-acceptance, being able to speak up for ourselves, positive self-talk, those kind of things. So on a scale of one to 10, where would you rate yourself? I'd say probably in six or seven. Okay, great. And what keeps you from being a 10? Um, being more open about uh, what I need to do for myself, um, I, you know, I do pursue opportunity. It's just getting myself to pursue the opportunity. I've gotten to be more of a loner than an outspoken, outgoing person. Okay. So do you think that that's just true in your job or do you think that that has affected other areas of your life as well? I think for my job, it really hasn't because... I believe I have a confidence of the other employees and their trust, and I do get along with whoever I do work with. Well, but here's the thing. You're not getting these promotions for a reason, and the reason is beyond just not knowing the right machinery. There's a lesson in this for you. Have you thought about what that could be? Uh, not um I've discussed it with my spouse and she's telling me that I don't see probably the company's point of view of things and maybe that's what's really hindering me with my promotions. Do you think that's true? It's a possibility. I mean, there are times where I've like I've uh, said, asked them, what can I do to improve to get this job opportunities when they present themselves and they tell me I'm doing just fine, just keep doing what I'm doing and sort of a vague answer, but that's what I keep getting from them. Okay, and why do you stay at a company where you don't feel like you can progress? As of this time, um, I have a um, my stepdaughter has uh, type one diabetes right mm -hmm. now, and um, I'm still supporting her until she can get on her feet. And myself, I just have been diagnosed with congestive heart failure, so okay. that's two pre-existing conditions, and. Um, I sort of can't really start over again and hope after 90 days I get hired somewhere. 
Gotcha. So you have a lot on your plate here. Yes. And a lot of things that you probably feel like you need to provide for and maybe a lot of things that you also worry about. Yes. Yeah. So I really want you to pause before you answer this question and really reflect on it. Do you feel you're happy in your life right now? I would say yes, except for my work environment, my work life, my professional life. I don't believe I am. Okay. Because honestly, you don't sound happy to me. Hmm. Yep, I am pretty stressed out. Yeah. So let's talk about that. What's stressing you out? Oh, of course, like most normal families, finances, and um, like with my job, I'm trying to like keep getting advancement, keep getting turned down, and that's quite as stressful. Yeah. You know, I have picked up, uh, my uh, cardiologist has allowed me to start weightlifting. I've been doing that right. for the past few months to try to work through that stress, and that's been helping. Great. But yeah. And what about, like, your social life? What about friends? What about connection with other men and people that you can talk to? And sort of, because a big reason that stress stresses us out is because we don't have an outlet for it. And exercise is a great outlet, but one of the best outlets for stress is being able to talk about it. Yes. I'm trying to get out of my hermit zone, as you Mm -hmm. could say. That's what I do to myself. I've been solely trying to get out of it and work out with new people. Recently worked out with a no coworker just out of the blue, just planned it really quick. And I did that, which was very uncomfortable for me, but I knew I had to do that. That's awesome. And how did it feel after you did that? It felt really good, actually. Great. And your tone of voice just changed. (laughs) So so you know what to do to de-stress. It's about connection. It's about movement. It's about being vulnerable and, and talking about what's going on with you. And I also think it's about um, feeling like you are, like you have your own back even more. Because with this promotion thing, I really get that it, there's the company's point of view, but I also want to be an advocate for you fighting for yourself and maybe having a conversation with your manager, direct supervisor about how have you ever had the conversation with them where you say, look, I, I would like to be promoted in six months. Tell me exactly what I need to do to make that happen. Have you had that conversation? No, I have not actually. Could you have that conversation with them? Yes. they. Most of them are pretty open about, um, have open door policy to come and talk to them. Great. And how I'd suggest you do it is to, to first acknowledge, I always call it sandwiching conversation. So bread, meat, bread. So first acknowledge your supervisor, thank them for having an open door policy, for being good to you in some way, like whatever positive affirmation you can give. And then say, it's, I've been here 12 years. I love this company. I want to stay here. It's important for me to grow with this company and contribute more. So you're not making it just about you. You're also making it about the company and how you want to stay there and you believe in it. And I've been turned down for two or three promotions, whatever it is. And I understand a little bit why, 
but I want to be really specific about what exactly I need to do so I can ensure this promotion and continue to grow with this company. It would mean a lot to me if you'd break this down with me. Okay. Could you have that conversation? Yes, yes. I know a couple of managers who are above me. I can speak freely about that with. And how does it feel to have that conversation? At first, it'll feel awkward because, you know, we do discuss more stuff about the company itself, of course. And um, one of them I have recently, about a little over a year ago, did have a workout session with, but um, I still see him as a manager and not really as a friend. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of, it gets, it's sort of awkward to talk about stuff like that too. Well, but in a way, like this is the perfect conversation to have with a manager, not a friend, because this is about your career. And so much of awkwardness or nervousness about a conversation is more about our thoughts about it. Like we all make up a whole story in our head about a situation or a conversation before we even go into it. For example, let me just give you an example. If let's say there's two dinner scenarios, one dinner scenario, I'm walking into dinner and it's three of my best girlfriends and I've known them for years. And so I'm totally feeling calm and relaxed and happy because like they've known me for years. I can totally be myself. There's no story about it. I'm not nervous at all. Versus let's say that I have another dinner date with somebody that like I really like and that I'm just meeting and I'm I, I'm super, super nervous about it and I'm really concerned about them liking me and how's it going to go, then I'm going to have a different story in my head about like how I need to be and is it going to turn out okay and I'm nervous and da-da-da-da-da. Do you think I'm going to show up differently in both of those situations based on the conversation in my head? Possibly. Possibly. Okay. How, how would I show up differently based on the conversation? Oh, goodness. Um, I figure one is being totally feeling yourself while you're with your girlfriends. And also then when you go out to dinner with someone who you really like, you're, you're over trying to get a way of perspective of what they might expect of you instead of you expecting to be yourself. Exactly. But the common denominator in both those situations is me. I didn't all of a sudden have a personality swap. Like I still am the same person in both situations, right? The only difference is what I'm making it mean. So what I really encourage you, Adam, is to really go into this conversation with your supervisor feeling confident, feeling like you did after you had that workout with the new person or feeling like you did do after you have a great conversation with your spouse or a great conversation with a friend. I'd suggest you do a workout that morning and you get really like in your power and really in your confidence so that when you go in, the story you're telling yourself is, I deserve this. I'm a hard worker. I've been here 12 years. I, I deserve this. I'm worthy of this and it's going to happen. And this is just a logistical conversation about how to make it happen. Because if you go in with that story in your head, you're going to be perceived and received in a different kind of way. Do you see that? Yes. Yes, I do. Is this helpful? Yes, it is actually. Okay. Another question for you. Did you grow up in a strict home? Yes, I did. 
Yeah. Tell me about that. Oh, well, I was raised, um, my parents got divorced when I was 11. I went to live with my mom and my stepfather. Um, my older brother went to live with our father. Uh, needless to say, my older brother more or less got to do what he wanted to do. But my mother said when I was growing up, you're not going to be like your brother. You're going to do as I expect of you to do. And, of course, I was raised under a strict rule of sort of military style. You do as I say and not as I do. And mm-hmm. um, I did whatever chores was given to me on top of working and going to school. Um, helped take care of my little brothers, which was fine. Um, but um, it was very, it was a very hard environment. My mother did apologize to me later for the way she raised me, but what was done was done. Yeah. And how do you think that's impacting your current job, stress, and situation? I never really thought about it that way, but yeah, I'm really hard on myself when I'm at work. Yeah. How do you think I knew to ask you, did you grow up in a strict home? I don't know. I must have been, I must have gave out small clues. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Or, or maybe I'm just incredibly psychic. No, you, you gave out some <laughs> clues. What I feel and, and kind of attuned to when you're talking about your work is, is you've got this good boy thing going on. Like I'm just going to follow the rules and be good and do what's expected of me. And there's a part of you that's almost afraid to speak up and fight for yourself because you're so used to having to follow rules and do good. Yeah, I think you're frustrated and come home and complain about it, of course. Yeah. To my wife. Yeah. yeah. But what's different now is you're a grown man. You're no longer in your parents' home. You no longer have to live in a strict military environment. You no longer have to just do what's expected of you. You get to live now with more freedom and you don't have to be a good boy anymore. It's time to find your voice and speak up for yourself and really man up in a lot of ways. And I understand that that feels like a stretch because you were raised in such a strict, almost confining environment where you just kind of had to just play by the rules and lay low and not ruffle any feathers and really not ask for what you want or need. You had to just settle for what you got and hope you didn't get in trouble. Yeah, yeah but I was definitely expected to constantly make good grades. If there weren't any good grades made, I definitely got grounded or had yeah. something I really enjoyed to do taken away from me. Yeah. Yeah. So I can appreciate that there's even some nervousness in speaking up and asking for a promotion and, and saying no to taking on other people's shifts because there's still this like younger little boy inside of you who's afraid to get in trouble. Wow. I never thought of it that way. <laughs> yeah. So you have a stepdaughter, right? I have a stepdaughter, a stepson, and a daughter of my own. Okay. So you, you have some parenting experience. <laughs> and so you know what it's like to reassure, like when one of your kids is feeling insecure about something or nervous about something, how do you reassure them? Just tell them to believe in themselves and that they're better than what they're thinking that they are. Yeah. And do you tell them to go for it or just play by the rules and play small? 
Well, I go for it. So I do with my uh, stepson right now. He's um, trying to get academic scholarships, and he's doing his best in band to get a band scholarship. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Wouldn't it have been nice if you had had somebody like that in your life who was really encouraging you to go for it? Yes, but also I've had to fight my own way of being raised to work around that to be a better parent. Which is, which is amazing. And you've done it for your kids. And now I want you to do it for yourself. You've been able to work around the way you were parented to parent differently. But what you haven't done is parented yourself differently. You're still living in, I got to play by the rules and be a good boy. So I just figure I have to follow A, B, C, and D, but mm-hmm. get promoted. <laughs> well, let me be the person in your life in this moment saying, Adam, it's time to go for it. Time to go for it. It's time to have that conversation with the supervisor and say, this is what I want. I'm going for it. Tell me what needs to happen. I'm going to make it happen. And I'd love your support. Yep. I have an an interview for a different promotion uh, on Friday, actually. Well, isn't the timing of this call perfect then? Yes, it is. Yeah. So it's really just notice that, you know, growing up, you probably didn't feel that confident or you didn't have a lot of people telling you they were proud of you or complimenting you on your skills. You were just kind of told what to do and what was expected of you. And so in between now and Friday, so we're recording this on a Tuesday, so you've got a good three days. I really, Adam, encourage you, like, talk to, talk to your younger self, tell him all the things that he didn't get to hear acknowledge yourself, say you're proud of yourself, get yourself to the gym, get those endorphins up, talk to your friends about this, practice the interview with a couple people, like really go for it. And even if you don't get it, at least you'll know that you went in with a different story instead of the story of, oh man, I hope they like me. I'm playing by the rules. I hope I get this. You can go in with the story of, I deserve this. I'm worthy. I'm confident. I'm going for it. And even if I don't get it, I know I gave it my all. Awesome. Yeah. So what did you learn in our talk today? Oh, to stand up for myself and to uh, ask questions more about what needs to get done. Yeah. And the biggest thing is that you're still playing out your childhood in your adult life. Yes. I never really thought about that. And it's it's time to start showing up differently. Wow. I thought inside I had no clue. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad I could help. And when this show goes up next week, listen to this call again and listen to my intro and outro as I explain a little more. And let me know. Send me an email on Friday and let me know how it goes. Okay. I sure will. But I just want you to know you are so much more capable than anyone has ever told you you are. I don't think you've been acknowledged and really seen enough in your life. And it's time to really start seeing yourself and seeing your gifts. The fact that you have been able to be a different parent than your parents were shows me your strength of heart, your courage, your intelligence, your commitment. You are far more exceptional than you know. And it's time to start really seeing that in yourself. Well, thank you. It wasn't really, it was really hard to change my parenting tactics, but I had a strong wife to help me along the way too. Awesome. 
Awesome. Well, maybe she can help you a little bit with this. Share with her what you learned. And I bet she could be a strong support system in helping you get out of this um, good boy pattern <laughs> and step into <laughs> step into full potential. Okay. That sounds great. All right, Adam. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Adam. And I did hear back from him that he did have his interview. And for the first time, he talked about working his way up and wanting the next step. He says, I didn't say, hey, I deserve this. He wanted to, but he didn't feel like he could say it quite yet. But hey, Adam, you took a great step and keep going in that direction. This was such a fun call for me as a coach because I've learned over the years that the presenting problem or question is usually not the core issue. (laughs) And if you've been a longtime listener to the show, you've seen these calls go in so many directions so many times. You know, usually what people call about is never what we end up talking about. Sometimes it is, but sometimes it's not. And to be really helpful to someone, I like to do a little detective work to, to really get to the root. You know, The same is really true for healthcare. And the main reason that I don't see a lot of mainstream doctors or specialists is because they just treat the primary complaint or symptom without looking at the whole body connection and any emotional or mental factors that may be creating physical issues. Just like issues in our life don't randomly show up, issues in our body usually just don't come from one thing, which is why a holistic approach to our physical, mental, and emotional health is so important. Same with dealing with any kind of disappointment or expectation hangovers. That's why when I wrote Expectation Hangover, I was so kind of not frustrated, but there were so many personal growth books out there and programs that offer just the one thing, the one fix. And I know that didn't work for me. I know that didn't work for my clients. You know, it was good information, but that's why I wrote Expectation Hangover to have the emotional, mental, behavioral, and spiritual component because we need all those things for true transformation to occur. So as you heard with Adam, first I treated the presenting problem. You know, I wanted to really deal with his question so he felt heard and acknowledged and so I could give him some, some, some action steps, some skills for dealing with his stress at work and not getting the promotions. And we came up with some good stuff. We talked about confidence, about how he wasn't really truly feeling confident. And we talked about how he can feel more confident by the story he tells himself before he goes in to talk to his boss, you know, really tell himself a story that builds his confidence and makes him feel comfortable. We talked about releasing stress by talking to friends. And I also gave him some tips about really having a conversation with his boss and sandwiching the request, really talking about what he loves about the organization, how he wants to stay there, making his request, and then moving on again into gratitude and acknowledgement. But I kept having this nudge, despite how many tips I gave him, that I really wasn't on the mark about something. And that's when the question, were you raised in a strict household, popped in. How did I know to ask? Well, mix of intuition, experience after doing this for a long time, but moreover, really listening and trusting that if I'm not attached to the answer, but 100% committed to serving my client, then the guidance will come in. Important thing for all you coaches out there. And as you heard, once I asked him that question, so many dots began to connect. He began to see that he's always been the good boy. And in being the good boy and being so afraid of getting in trouble, he's not going for it. He's not asking what he for what he wants. He's playing small. He's taking on other people's shifts. And also vibrationally, energetically, as long as he thinks he just needs to play by the rules and be good and not ruffle any feathers, he's not going to get noticed. And to be promoted, you have to get noticed. And if you're just trying to blend in, which is really common if someone's been raised in a strict household when they were afraid of getting yelled at. Blending is a safe thing to do, but later in your life, you've got to learn how to be seen and make it safe to be seen. 
And that's why for Adam, it's so important. He gives himself what he's given his children, that ability to be seen, to go for it, to know he doesn't have to be a good boy to earn love or to stay safe or to get the promotion, that he really deserves to go for his dreams and ask for what he wants. That takes practice. I understand that. Asking can feel scary. Standing out can feel scary. It's more comfortable to just do what you're told and hope you're rewarded. But then you end up stressed out and possibly even resentful when you don't get it. Don't think just playing by the rules is going to get you what you want. (laughs) Sometimes you got to speak up and stand out and really go for it to really, truly manifest your dreams. One thing I didn't bring up on the call with Adam is the heart issue he's dealing with. This is another example of how the body speaks to us. Now, I am in no way saying that Adam caused his congestive heart failure, but I was a little curious that he was suffering with this ailment because I think a lot of times the body is a messenger and physical ailments can give us some insight into what our emotional body, our subconscious body is telling us. And so I Googled heart and Louise Hay. <laughs> Louise Hay, if you don't know her, she was one of the pioneers in making the mind-body connection. And this is what I found. And Adam, I hope you're listening. On the emotional level, the heart and the blood it pumps represents love and joy and our early connections to family. People with heart problems usually have unresolved family issues that take the joy and love out of their lives. These issues might keep love and joy from entering their lives because they're afraid to let love in. Closing our heart to love is very symbolic of shutting off the flow of life to our heart. Affirm, I open my heart to love. My heart is now lovingly pumping joy throughout my body. All is well and I am safe. We'll put that affirmation in the show notes as well. Some takeaways for you. Ask for what you want. Stop playing by the rules. Really go for it. Think about how you were raised and how that is impacting how you show up as an adult today. If you had strict parents or a parent you may have even been intimidated by, can you see how that is keeping you playing small and maybe impacting why you're not moving forward? Connection, 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 connection. Be connected to yourself, to others, to your higher power. And take care of your heart. Yes, work out, have friends, but... Love, 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 let love in, receive, receive. If you resonated with some of the issues from your past, go back and do some of the work on it. There's so much information in this podcast that can help you with this. Expectation Hangover can help you with it. There are amazing coaches and counselors out in the world that can help in online programs and all of that. My mastery program, which is going to be open for enrollment again, can also help. You don't have to keep your heart shut down. And before I sign off, just shift gears for a second, pardon the pun, here are some useful car tips you might not be aware of. A coffee filter and a little bit of olive oil can clean your interior. Removing excess weight from your car will improve gas mileage, and you can place your key fob to your chin to increase its range. Weird, right? I wouldn't do that too often. I don't know what kind of radiation is in your key fob. Well, here's another tip you might also not know about. True car also helps people get used cars. That's right. True Car isn't just for buying new cars. With their certified dealer network and a nationwide inventory of nearly 1 million used cars, you'll enjoy real pricing on actual inventory and a simpler buying experience, whether you buy new or used. And with True Car, users can see what others paid, so they know they're getting a good deal before they're buying. They're also more likely to enjoy a faster buying experience by connecting with a True Car certified dealer. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, check out 
True Car for a more confident car buying experience. All right, everybody, much love and many blessings. Until next time. I'm Spencer Pratt. And I'm Heidi Pratt with Gunner Pratt. The Miracle Baby. And this is the Hashtag Make Spidey Famous Again podcast. On podcast one. We will be discussing the hottest action to ever hit the multiverse. Crystals, espresso, hummingbirds, celebrity gossip. Parenting. Of course. (laughs) Make sure to download new episodes every Wednesday on podcastone.com, the Podcast One app, and Apple Podcasts. Yeah, and make sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And keep your hate on somebody else's podcast review. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.